For to express my gratitude to the organizers of this event, especially to Lars, for giving me the opportunity to share with you the work that our research team has done initially in our attempt to develop a model of educational effectiveness that takes into account the dynamic nature of effectiveness and later on in our attempt to establish an approach to school improvement, the so-called dynamic approach to school improvement. As, as you have heard, my field of research um, is in the area of educational effectiveness. Let, let me remind you that ER addresses the question on what works in education and why. And during the last three decades, ER has been improved considerably by the criticism on research design, the sampling and statistical techniques. One could argue that methodological advances such as the development of multi-level modeling techniques have enabled more efficient estimates of teachers and school differences in student achievement to be obtained. In regard to the theoretical development of the field, progress was also made by a more precise definition of the concepts used and the relations between the concepts. However, the whole process has not contributed significantly to the improvement of school effectiveness. In this uh, context, back in 2003, Bert Krimers, my colleague from the University of, of, uh, of Groningen, and I attempted to establish a model that takes into account the dynamic nature of effectiveness, the so-called dynamic model. The aim of establishing this model was to uh, manage to uh, create some links between research and practice. Um, this model takes into account that teaching and learning are dynamic processes and for this reason effective schooling is treated as a dynamic ongoing processes. As I mentioned earlier, our attempt to establish this model was not so much in order to have a better understanding of uh, how factors operating at different levels are related to student achievement, but basically to find ways of establishing stronger links between research and improvement of practice. Uh, uh, for this reason, what I will try to do today is first of all to give you a brief overview of the dynamic model of educational effectiveness then to refer to the studies which, were, which have been conducted in order to test the validity of the model and then to move to the main part of the presentation which is the approach, its features and major steps. Let me at this point mention that the dynamic approach to school improvement has its own theoretical framework and its own and, and which is actually the dynamic model. I will then present some experimental studies which have been conducted in different countries and attempted to identify the impact of DASI upon student achievement gains. In the last part of the presentation, I will try to provide some suggestions for further research and draw some conclusions. In this transparency, you can actually see the dynamic model of educational effectiveness. The model, as you can see from the figure, is multi-level in nature. Teaching and learning situation is emphasized 
and the role of the two main actors, teachers and students, are basically described. Above the cl classroom level, the school and the system level is defined based on the assumption that school factors and system level factors are expected to have mainly indirect effects on student achievement by influencing what's going on at the classroom level by improving basically teaching and also the learning, the whole school learning environment. Um, at the top of the figure you can notice that a specific framework is for measuring the functioning of factors is introduced. Five different dimensions are used in defining the factors which operate at the classroom, school and system level. These are the frequency, the focus, stage, quality and differentiation. Let me at this point mention that frequency mainly attempt to measure quantitative characteristics of the functioning of the, of the factors, whereas the other four dimensions examine qualitative characteristics of the factors. By, uh, by collecting data from these five dimensions, you can actually ha provide a more comprehensive feedback to teachers and schools and develop more holistic approaches to teacher and school improvement. Since the presentation today is concerned with the use of the model for school improvement purposes, I would like to say a few things about the factors included at the school level. As you can see in the transparency, we, we give emphasis to two main aspects of, of school policy which are expected to affect learning, both at the level of teachers and students. And these are the policy for teaching and the policy for creating a learning environment in school. Um, the factors which are concerned with the school policy are obviously not referred simply on whether the school has established some documents to make, this, the, the, to make the policy clear. The actions that are also taken by the school to help teachers and other stakeholders implement the policy are taken into account. So the assumption here is that schools should provide support to teachers and other stakeholders to implement the policy uh, and especially policy that aims to improve quality of teaching at classroom level and the whole learning environment of the, at the school level. Beyond emphasizing the factors which measure policy, we also give emphasis to school evaluation. So at the end, the factors that are included in the model refer basically to policy for teaching and evaluation of policy for teaching, policy for creating the school learning environment and the evaluation of the school learning environment. In this transparency you can see some more info, you can find some more information about the aspects that we look when we examine school policy for teaching. Um, you can see that three main aspects of policy of teaching are taken into account. These are the policy on quality of teaching, the policy on provision of learning opportunities, and the policy on quality of teaching. Issues such as policy on student and teacher absenteeism or on lesson schedule, timetable, management of teaching time are taken into account when we look at school policy on quantity of teaching. And similarly, 
the extent to which the, t the school uh, use extracurricular activities for learning purposes is examined under school policy and provision of learning opportunities. The assumption behind these factors is that effective schools are those who make decisions on maximizing the use of teaching time as well as the learning opportunities that are offered to their uh, students. These are the aspects that have to do with the policy on quantity of teaching and the policy on providing further learning opportunities. And effective schools are also expected to support their teachers in their attempt to use effective teaching skills practices in their classroom. That's the aspect that covers basically the policy on quality of teaching. In regard to the school learning environment, we basically look at four aspects and these are listed in this transparency. They have to do with student behavior outside the classroom. Since learning place takes place not only inside but also outside the classroom. And then we look at collaboration and interaction between teachers, partnership policy and provision of resources to students and teachers. The first three aspects, these are the behavior outside the classroom, the collaboration between teachers and the partnership policy, basically refer to the rules which the school has developed for establishing a learning environment inside and outside the classroom. Here, the term learning does not refer exclusively to student learning, as you can guess. For example, collaboration and interaction between teachers is considered important because it may contribute to teacher professional development and may also have an effect on teaching practice and through that it may improve student learning outcomes. Similarly, involving parents is considered important as you can see in the transparency by involving parents in the functioning of schools and providing them also with suggestions on how to support the learning of their children at home, what is attempted basically is for the school to have an influence both on improving the classroom learning environment as well as the home learning environment. Finally, the availability of learning resources may not only have an effect on student learning but may also encourage the learning of teachers. As I mentioned earlier, several stu longitudinal studies have been conducted in order to test different aspects of the dynamic model. Uh, in this transparency, you, you can see um, the six longitudinal studies. Uh, so, um, the study number five, for instance, was conducted in six European countries. And these, uh, the others were conducted in Cyprus and recently one study was conducted by one of my PhD students in Ghana looking at the impact of teaching factors on student learning outcomes. As you can see, all the empirical studies uh, show that teacher factors and school factors are associated with student learning outcomes. Uh, in addition, it's important to mention that two quantitative synthesis of school effectiveness studies, meta-analysis, of 
uh, studies looking at the impact of school factors and teacher factors provided support to the main assumptions of the model. References to these studies are given in the next transparency and I'm happy to um, refer to these studies if there is an interest later on. Since we found out that there was some sub empirical support for the model, back in 2008 we attempted to develop an approach to school improvement, the so-called dynamic approach to school improvement. This approach has um, promotes basically the idea of designing school improvement projects that are based on theory which has been tested. The DASI, as it was mentioned earlier, has its own theoretical framework. In this case it's the dynamic model and refers basically to school factors that need to be considered in introducing and change. Um, obviously, the concept of ownership is taken into account. So school stakeholders are expected to take decisions on which improvement actions and tasks should be carried out. However, school stakeholders are not left alone in that attempt. An advisory and research team is expected to work with the school stakeholders, sharing its expertise and knowledge, with them and support them to develop strategies and action plans that are in line with the knowledge base of EER. DASI gives also emphasis to the role of school evaluation, especially its formative function, in its attempt to improve the effectiveness status of the school and also in helping schools identify ways of improving their action plans uh, on time. Here you can see the main steps of DASI. Let me first of all mention that at the top of the figure one can see that school stakeholders and the art team are expected to work together in the attempt first of all to, uh, to collect evaluation data and identify improvement priorities design improvement strategies and action plans, <coughs> monitoring the implementation and adapting, if there is a need, these action plans and measuring the impact of DASI on promoting student learning outcomes. <coughs> I'm going to take a few minutes to present each of, the, of these six steps of DASI. First of all, we consider important to establish clarity and consensus about the general aims of any school improvement projects. Um, let me here remind you that um, theories of management of change stress the importance to start with a clear understanding of the destination. It's also claimed that commitment to co collaborative work needs to be established. However, people have different perception of change. It is therefore quite difficult to reach consensus among the participants in school about the general aim of a reform policy. So the our team is expected to work closely with the school stakeholders in order 
to see that the ultimate aim of any school improvement effort should be the promotion of student learning outcomes. It's critical at this point to uh, consider student learning as the main function of the school and, re and, and the, the general aim of any school improvement effort, the, uh, school, the, the, the impact that this effort can have on promoting student learning. At the next step, the attempt is to establish clarity and consensus about the specific aims that each school improvement project is expected to have. At this point, the R team can present the dynamic model, the rationale behind that, and, and help school stakeholders understand how these factors can assist learning as well as the importance of establishing school self-evaluation mechanisms and collecting data about each factor and its dimension. Based on the, the data that will be collected, the improvement areas of each school can be basically identified. And that moves us to the step number three. Here, the role of the R team is considered again critical in helping school stakeholders not only to establish this school evaluation mechanism but also to analyze the data and identify which of the factors and their dimensions operate less well than others. In this way the an improvement area can be identified and this improvement area can be announced to the whole school community. Uh, the announcement of the improvement area to the whole school community is considered important because then comments and reactions from different stakeholders could be collected and this can help the school to define its own improvement area in a way that helps not only the teachers but also parents and students understand the factors that are addressed and why they are addressed. At the fourth step, we have the designing of school improvement strategies and action plans. Um, then, at this point, let me mention to you that the dynamic model refers to qualitative characteristics of the functioning of school factors. So, a handbook with suggestions on actions that can be taken to improve the functioning of school factors has been produced by the, our research team and this is shared with the school stakeholders in order to develop their own strategies and action plans. At this point, let me remind you that effective policies are not only those which are clear and in line with the literature. They are also those that they take into account the ability of stakeholders to implement the, the action plans. So it's very crucial that the school stakeholders will take the final decisions on what actions should be included in these action plans and how they should be implemented. The final decisions are therefore taken by the school and not by the our team and, and by recognizing basically that uh, uh, the school stakeholders have their own uh, knowledge 
of the special situation of the school and can therefore adapt these ideas to the situation, the specific situation of their school. In the fifth step, we have the establishment of formative evaluation mechanisms. This is quite important to be done. Here, the R team has also an important role to play. The, uh, the idea behind this approach has to do with, with the, uh, behind this step, sorry, has to do with the fact that no, none of us can develop a perfect action plan. So the schools are expected to collect data on whether these actions are implemented or whether the action plans are used uh, or not, what kind of difficulties the stakeholders, the teachers or students face in their attempt to implement the action plans and modify them on time. Um, therefore, exchanging ideas and experiences between stakeholders and the AR team basically help us to agree on how to improve their action plans while the, the school improvement project is actually implemented. Um, finally, we uh, conduct a summative evaluation to measure the impact of DASI. At this point, let me mention that summative evaluation is not only important for finding uh, for investigating the impact that the intervention can have on student learning outcomes. Obviously, positive findings may increase the commitment of the school to DASI. However, summative evaluation is also important for helping school stakeholders decide whether the factors that are addressed during a specific school year have been substantially improved and therefore there is a need to address a new priority for improvement or whether there is a need to stick on that improvement area for a second year since the improvement was not that um, strong during the year that the intervention took place. So the summative evaluation guides basically the development of the, pro of the project during the next school year. Let me um, at this point turn to the experimental studies which have been conducted in order to investigate the impact of, of DASI upon student achievement gains. In this transparency, I refer to five of these experimental studies. The first two studies were concerned with the use of DASI for teacher professional development purposes. And the, these um, group randomization stu studies compare the use of DASI with dominant approaches to teacher professional development, such as the competency-based approach and the holistic approach. DASI was found to be more effective in improving the teaching skills of teachers participating in the, in the project and also was found to have an impact on student achievement. The other three experimental studies looked at the extent to which DASI can help schools promote learning outcomes. Uh, let me refer specifically to study number four. In study number four, what this was a European project. It was conducted in six European countries, including England, and we attempted 
to use DASI in collaboration with research on bullying and the attempt there was to see whether DASI could have an impact on improving basically the functioning of school factors and through that on uh, reducing bullying. The study number five was also a quite challenging uh, for us because with study number five we look at the impact of DASI on promoting quality in socially disadvantaged areas. Uh, let me at this point mention that from all studies we found quite good results, small effect sizes on student achievement but still statistically significant except of study number five where we found many challenges using DASI to promote, to promote quality in these socially disadvantaged areas. The effect of DASI was very small, however, uh, was for around 0.15, however, the, what is more important was that we managed to, to, uh, to find out that the, um, the, imp the, the DASI had an impact on reducing the effect of SES on student achievement. Initially, the effect of SES on student achievement was much higher in the schools which participated in the experimental study and became much smaller at the end of the intervention. Here are references to the studies that are mentioned earlier, uh, the experimental studies. And let me finish by drawing some suggestions for further research. First of all, um, I think that the research agenda of, of, effective, of educational effectiveness research should be expanded and cover issues associated not only with modeling and evaluating effectiveness, but also with the development of a theory-driven and evidence-based approach to school improvement. We see these two research areas as not two different fields. Studies investigating the process of school improvement can have an impact, actually, on developing the theoretical framework of ER. Further research is obviously needed to investigate not only the short-term effect of DASI, but also the long-term effect of DASI. All the experimental studies that were mentioned earlier look only on the short-term effect of DASI within a specific area, a period that the intervention uh, carried out. We need also to look at the more specifically at the extent to which school stakeholders and the AR team can work together. Let me at this point mention that the success of TASI is uh, likely to be dependent on the extent to which school stakeholders and the art team can work together and this is not an easy task. Um, to achieve such collaboration each party should appreciate the expertise and the knowledge that the other has. Um, meaning, basically, that neither the importance of using the knowledge of ER should be underestimated, nor the professional knowledge of school stakeholders about the situation of the school in which DASI is implemented should not be taken into account. We also need to investigate more systematically the role of our team in supporting schools 
to improve their effectiveness and the impact that formative evaluation can have in uh, implementing DASI in an effective way. Uh, issues associated with the sustainability need to be examined. For example, one could argue that using DASI to uh, support schools to um, run school improvement projects is quite expensive way. So we need to find out how the roles of school stakeholders and the art team may change over time and whether at a specific time we will be able to have the school stakeholders work by them, operate by themselves in running school improvement projects without the need of systematic support by the, from the art team. Thank, in this transparency you can find some information on how the studies were conducted and I hope that during the discussion we have the chance to, to give some more information about the studies. Thanks a lot for your